Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. You're listening to DPC Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad, and the banter, hosted by Sam and Kat. We are back again. It's been a long time since we've been one with just Sam and I. Um, very excited. Got into the PMA mindset this morning. So we thought we'd give you kind of run through this will be a bit of a life update for Sam and I. Um, we've ourselves have had some milestones lately that we'll briefly discuss and we also sent a message out to you guys last night asking what you'd like to hear more about and what you'd like us to discuss more so we're going to talk about that as well so that's going to be friendships and staying positive um that kind of like the longer it gets i suppose that your parents been dead for right like trying to, trying to find positivity in the when you're in the depths of darkness and grief I suppose um, because it doesn't get easier really it still hits like a truck doesn't it Sam so yeah mate how even after like four five years in like how do you even stay positive during that how like there's only is there only so much like positivity we have in the tank yeah oh, literally I didn't even find it hey Oh, do you know what I love as well at the moment? I keep seeing it everywhere. That like graphic that it's got like a little battery and it's on red and it's like you wouldn't let your phone get this low. So don't let yourself get that low. I'm like, whoever made that? Pretty creative genius. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. That's what we preach on the mm-hmm. recharge and the self-care. Yeah. So kind of little life update for me is we well the company that I work for recently moved offices and now we're in the middle of the countryside which is the dream so I go out and play a lot of frisbee on the lunches and stuff which is nice I love that yeah and like all the boys kind of sign off and go and play football it's a bit like being back at school to be honest yeah it's like a school playground yeah literally that's what it's like all over again yeah um also, I suppose this is a bit of a life update because we talk about relationships quite a lot, but I have a boyfriend. Oh my god. <laughs> Babe, it's podcast official. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely shock horror. We have talked about relationships quite a lot and and he's not part of the Dead Parent Club, which is a surprise because wow. that's what we Also hilarious because for so long we've been talking about relationships and stuff and being like yeah lol we can't really discuss it because look at us and now here you are fully fledged relationship i'm a fountain of dpc relationship knowledge guys <laughs> um i mean his in fairness his parents have actually they're moving to fields of insurers so he has got kind of like mpc so like missing parent club i suppose in a way. <laughs> mpc Um, and it's been my birthday lately as well which if you know it's part of the dpc birthday you are birthdays can suck balls babe how was your birthday yeah i mean it was fine i'm i'm just always just have a negative feeling about my birthday like no matter what the occasion is 
people like are you excited and I'm like no not really but just so is that you, know, you putting that negative feeling on yourself being like I just know it's gonna be shit so no I'm not excited for it yep 100% and also just because it's just a time that I miss my mum a lot because she was the one that made all the effort on my birthday and my dad yeah, is you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not his fault is it no it's definitely not as fault I know but it just it gets me a bit kind of like aggy because I'm like I just want to be appreciated on my birthday by my dad but it just doesn't really do that kind of thing and everyone's different aren't they but it's one of them but um yeah my, my friends like made it made an effort and like my boyfriend made an effort so it was nice and I just have this I do have this thing on my birthday where I kind of make myself cry every birthday because I've got recordings on my phone from all the voicemails that my mum gave me on my birthday when I wasn't with her and if I didn't answer the phone she'd sing happy birthday down the phone to me so I have actually got them and which is nice and you know what it's actually really nice to play one because not everybody you know it's one of those things you don't really kind of like put a face to a sound I suppose do you so is that something um, that you, just since she's died, you've, like, listened to every year? Is it, like, a tradition for you? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I just, I don't know, I really like them, so that's kind of really what I do. Let me just see if this one plays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Catherine. Happy birthday to you. Oh, right? Babe, that is gorge. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, what a little dream. And so when's that from? Um, That will be from my birthday in 2015. So that's just a few, few months before she died, I think. Wow. How nice to have that. Yeah, very lucky, to be fair. And is it something that's got, like, easier for you to listen to? Not on my birthday, no. I sit there and I cry. You still ball every time? The general rule is I don't really listen to them that much throughout the year. Only if I'm having, like, a proper, like... You know when you're, like, really, really grieving sometimes and you have that wave and you just... You want to make it... You kind of make it even worse for yourself on purpose. Yeah. And, like, you yeah, you're like, while well, I'm in this mood, I might as well. Yeah, <laughs> you literally watch all the videos you've got, look at all the photos you've got, read all the texts that you've got, listen to all the voicemails that you've got, and you sit there and you're like, oh. <laughs> so true. I'm crumbling in my grief right now. <laughs> Bloody love you that. You do it to yourself on purpose, don't you? Yeah, I do it all the time. Mm. I did that so much. Like, so my milestone this time was it was my dad's birthday and um I actually like I because I never really clock I mean I'm really bad at dates and birthdays for any anyone um and I never really noticed until the day before that it's someone's birthday um and like I'd I think like Facebook memories helps me big time remember like certain Mm -hmm. dates and stuff um, and I'd like we I'd clocked like a week or so before that it was going to be Dad's birthday. I was like, oh God, here we go. And last year was the first year that I was like at work during my Dad's birthday. Um, but this was this was like obviously my second year that I was at work during Dad's birthday. But I was like on the other side of the world, didn't really know what I was going to do. I'd like invited some friends round for dinner on like the weekend. Um we were gonna have a little like dinner party. And then on like the night before I like text my uh, friends that live near me and were like, guys, what are you doing tomorrow night? Like it's my dad's birthday and I really don't want to sit in on my own because my mm. flatmate is in Europe at the minute. Um and luckily for me, they were all free and they came round to sit with me. Um, it was very a little. I was a little bit awkward because I could tell that they didn't really know what to say or do. Um, yeah, I'd had quite a cryy day. Like it wasn't outwardly like I didn't make an announcement at work or anything. Whereas last year that was something that I did. Like last year I was sat there 
and I was really, really close to all my co-workers and I just said, guys, like if for whatever reason I'm like really sad or stop crying today, it's because it's my dad's birthday. Like, mm. so don't be alarmed. Don't try and make it better. Just know that's what's happening. Um, yeah. I didn't do that this time because A, I don't sit next to my co-workers all day and there's actually like booths and stuff that I'm in like now that I can just go and like hide in if I need to. So yeah. I did that. Yesterday. You don't like sports to like deal with it head on like at, at the, the kettle. You're in like you you're like blowing the kettle <laughs> and somebody puts somebody's coming to get a tea and they're like, Are you okay? And you're like, of course. <laughs> yes, exactly. I could literally hide, just go and hide. Mm. Um, and that's what I did. And most of and most of the day, like no matter what I was doing, at for ninety percent of the day I had my phone in my hand scrolling through pictures of my dad. Like like you say it's that thing that we go we just overload ourselves yeah. with parent memories which is it's good because we need a day to be able to do that and what better excuse than mm-hmm. a birthday to or like an anniversary to do that um but, but we don't, don't we the rest of the year because we know it makes us sad so exactly. like we're like oh god no don't do it but yeah yeah i mean yeah there's not it wouldn't just be like a normal Wednesday that I was just like scrolling through my phone, looking at pictures mm. of my dad. I mean, I do do it a lot of time, but mm. not to like the extent. And it was it was like different this year. Like I felt really sad this year. Like obviously I always feel sad, but I felt like a sadness that I've never, I, fe- I felt on the day like I'd never felt this sad before. We were um, kind of spooky didn't we because like obviously yeah. you've got a lot going on at the moment you're in Australia but your visa's running out soon you've got decisions to make and your dad was the person that you went to for help with decisions so because I think because you're so at the moment don't know what you're doing it makes you miss him so much more yeah and as well so this is like the friendship thing that we'll talk about, like, I was obviously so glad to be able to, like, text Catherine on the day. And I just text her after my friends left being like, oh, that was really weird. I just need to tell you that I'm really sad. <laughs> um, but, like, also a couple of weeks prior to that, um, we'd been and celebrated, like, Christmas in July. And I was so, like, so because it gets cold here in July, all the expats celebrate, like, Christmas in the winter. So we went to like a lodge in the woods and I was so like warm and fuzzy. Like I was in such a good place that on the way home, I was like, I think I'm going to watch the videos of my dad tonight. Because like you've got the recordings of your mom. I've got Mm. some videos of my dad that I like to watch. But I've watched them so much now. I've not watched them that many times, but I've watched them enough that now instead of like like sobbing horrendously when I watch them like they make me happy like and I I cry but I like to see his face and um for the first time two of my friends were like can we watch them with you that wasn't the first time people have asked to watch them with me but the first time that like I've watched them with other people because usually I'm like actually I'd quite like to watch them myself so I watched them with other people and it's really um it was such a different experience like because they because all you want as someone who like love obviously like we all think our parents are the best but to be able to like you because you can't show them as they're there anymore you can't be like no honestly look my parent is amazing like look at them look at me they are like yeah you can't do that when they're dead like especially people that you that you're new friends with like none of my Mm. friends here my dad apart from I'm quite lucky that um Beth my flatmate she went to the secondary school that my dad taught at yeah so like she knew him um not like obviously really well but she knew him enough that she knows that he was like great um yeah so it was really nice to watch these videos and for people that have never met my dad to be like wow like he really is special Mm. and then I think that's another thing that made it super extra sad for me this year because I've just been thinking about how sad it is that someone that special isn't here anymore and I was just every time I think of that I'm just like shit like I'm not even sad just for me now I'm sad for like 
Not for me, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that really, like, I was just so sad this year. Um, yeah. But then the next day, I don't know if I said to you, like, when I woke up the next day, I literally felt like it sounds ridiculous. I literally felt like I'd just got rid of something. Like I mm. felt like lighter. It's like I literally felt like I really needed that cry. I was sobbing like a baby. Like I was so nervous that the guys that lived downstairs were going to come up and be like, "What is happening?" Because you could literally hear everything in our flats, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I have this blanket. It's like my baby blanket that I have <laughs> literally had since I was a baby, and I literally take it everywhere. So I've got it with me in Australia, and whenever I'm sad, I like cry into this blanket, so it like muffles the noise. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm like a child again. I was like, here I am, 25 years old, crying into a blanket. Well, that, is like, <laughs> that is like the reality of it, though, right? Like, yeah, it literally turns you into like a crumbling mess. Yeah. I was just a mess, but so how how was how was that dinner so, then? It was um oh what with my friends this weekend or on Dad's B Day on Dad's B Day. Um yeah, it was like you could tell like <laughs> no one knew what conversation to bring up. Um, like I never have awkward silences with my friends, but there was. Certainly awkward silence. Um, yeah, because I, neither of them have... I think a couple of them have friends that have parents that have died, but they don't speak about it. Or um, So they've none of them have been in a position to be around someone in my... Like, position. My position, yeah. But, like, even mm. because they don't live with me... Like, I talk a lot about dad and how I'm feeling with Beth, mm. um, my flatmate. Um, and they also are really open about talking about dad and stuff, but they've not ever, um, like, seen me really sad about it. Because every time I speak to them about dad, I'm really happy to just speak about him. So they've yeah. not really seen me sad, um, like, ever, actually, about anything. So I think that was another thing for them that they were, like, trying to navigate and then we watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, so that was their film of choice. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't have chosen the film. But at the end of the day, I was like, look, they're coming around to like keep me company. Yeah, it's probably not a nice experience for them. So let's watch a film that's going to cheer them up so they don't feel like really sad. That is the issue, right? Right. That is the issue right there. So this will bring, bring us on to friendships, right? So friends and grief. Yeah. Friends who you can approach when you're feeling like absolute shit and they'll have a discussion with you about it. You've got friends that will be like, oh, I don't know what to say, which is fine because people don't. And then you've got friends who actually make you feel guilty for bringing it up because they say, oh, I'm really upset for you now. I feel upset yeah. for you. Yeah. And you can't help but be like, this isn't your place to be upset you're making me feel guilty for bringing up my parent and it's making you upset yeah so I'm really lucky that I don't have friends that are outwardly like that no Um, especially anymore I did used to but Mm. you say bad bitch to those (laughs) ones um yeah but then it was just I think that's something that's it's not even wrong with us it's just something that like because I preach all the time that you shouldn't have to you shouldn't feel bad for how you feel or whatever. Like, don't think about how everyone else is feeling. But look, even like four years in, four and a half years in, like I am still finding ways to make other people feel okay about my own grief. Yes. <laughs> it's like, like the next day I was thinking about it and I was like, look, there was, I, like and because I did think about it a lot I should and I was like should I just say actually I don't want to watch that film but I was like at the end of the day I'm actually not going to watch the film I'm just going to sit there scrolling through my dad's Facebook feed which I do on his birthday because people still write like birthday messages to him um and I'm not really going to watch it but you could and no one really spoke the whole time and um 
the next day, my friend Trevor at lunch, he was like, so was that a good film? It was like, was that the wrong film to watch? He was like, I didn't realise how dad heavy it was. Because obviously the whole thing is about <laughs> he is a dad. And um, I was like, that is hilarious. Because as I was sat there watching the film, I was thinking, oh, I bet they're all thinking this is awkward because it's really, <laughs> it's a lot of dad talk. Really <laughs> yeah. So I said that to him. I was really honest. I was like, look, it didn't. It didn't affect me because I there were, I didn't relate to any of it. And like mm. when you've seen a film before as well, I was like, I knew it was coming. I didn't relate to any of it. Um the only thing that I kept feeling sad about was the fact that Robin Robin Williams is dead as well. I was like, how sad that he's dead. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, how sad that my dad's dead, like everyone's dead. <laughs> yeah. So on your actual birthday what else did you do like to help yourself through the day um well to be fair um in the morning like chris was at mine so he went and made me french toast for breakfast wow and i kind of lay in bed and listened to some sad voice notes before I got ready and went downstairs so what then, was his babe, tell me about this what was his reaction had you spoke to him much about the fact that you'd be sad on your birthday because no. that was someone who's not in DPC for you to be like yeah it's my birthday but just so you know I'm actually going to be really sad on that day oh, like, so yeah so I did I, I I had mentioned like he was like looking for like because I think a few weeks prior to my birthday he was like oh you're looking forward to your birthday and I was like well I'm not gonna lie to you, but I never do. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just not a thing. So then he kind of made it his sole mission to yeah, make me day. Yeah. And, and like I did say to him, like, you can't put a plaster on it, Chris. Like, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Um because again, you know, it's he's not in the DPC, so it's kind of like it, kind of and I'm kind of learning that together with him as well, you know, how he reacts yeah. to stuff where I pull it up and everything. Um he would probably listen to this, but um, I didn't I didn't tell him about the voice notes or anything like that. No. So <laughs> I probably will now. <laughs> um crying in your room on your own, waiting for a while yeah. making egg. Yeah, because he would feel bad, you know? Yeah. It yeah, it's difficult, so right? Yeah. Um but he did, he made like a massive effort and like, I had a really nice breakfast and obviously like he's booked for us to go to Berlin and then in work, everyone in work was lovely. Like um, there's a few of like the kind of mums here. Um, Emily gets me like a little gift every year, which is really cute and really nice. Um, and they all like some kind of birthday when I came in and, um, and we had like a staff lunch, it like aligned with like the last Friday of the month. So we had like a staff lunch together and then and then I got in that night and my friends all came around and stuff and we had some food and just chatted, which was nice because we didn't get a chance to do that very often anymore. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was lovely. Like I had a, I had a nice day. Um, but then like again, you know, I've got like out, out of my friendship group, I've got some friends who I can feel really comfortable about being like, I feel just like really sad and I'll have a chat with them. We'll have a little bit of a cuddle and it'd be really nice. And then I've got other friends that I just do not feel comfortable talking about my mum with. Like, I just don't know where that conversation's going to go and whether they actually want to be a part of it. Like in fairness to them, like they, they do ask questions and stuff, but it's, it is, it, I think with friendships, it is so difficult to navigate and they don't know whether, they, whether to bring it up or not. And yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where you actually kind of do have to be, open and honest and be like like I want I want you to, to talk about my parents to me yeah like, I don't I, avoid the topic yeah I kind of wish I owned it a bit more on my dad's birthday and just kind of owned the conversation and said look guys I can feel that it's awkward because that's what I didn't do I just avoided the fact that it was awkward and just went with it mm. because part of me was like why should I have to yes. make this not awkward but then I I kind of wish that I'd been like, look, guys, I know this is really awkward. I know you've not seen me in this, you know, in this way or like you've had to deal, you've not had really to deal with 
like this. Um, and it wasn't like I wasn't like breaking down crying in front of them or anything, but you're like a lot person in the group and you bring like the positivity. So people notice it when you're not like that. So then that's probably where the awkwardness came from. Yeah, you're right actually, because I wasn't starting any conversations. Mm. I was like, why should I start conversations? I'm sad. <laughs> See, this is whole, I've got other parents, so I'm not gonna make an effort thing, right? Yeah, but it's like, mm. oh just we're our own worst enemy. But yeah. um because I was like reflecting as well, and I was like, I also texted um, Beth as well that night, and just said like um, how I was feeling, um, because I know like like she's not she's learning, like she's absolutely learning how to like deal with me or someone that's grieving, and um, but she asks questions. Like that's one of my favorite traits about her is that she just asks, like, and she'll say, "What, like, what do you, what do you want me to do? Like, what should I say? Do you want me to talk about this? Do you not want me?" And she'll just ask, she'll just ask the questions that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you might not want to ask, um, or that seem a bit awkward to ask. So, like, I appreciate that. I think I definitely missed that on the day, um, like no one asking questions. Yeah. Um, Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, yeah, but it was nice to still, um, like, look through photos and stuff. And obviously, then to be able to have my little Catherine that I could just, while I was mid-sob, just drop her a little text just to let her know that I was sad because I know that she enjoys. I'm that I'm sobbing my heart out right now. <laughs> yeah, and she just sat there at work like, I can't do anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the point right the point is not to be like make it better because no one can make it better it's just it is the whole put, putting a plaster on it thing like you literally can't put a plaster on it it is it is just having conversations isn't it it's got to let it bleed out <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah i feel like everybody has got those friends as well that are like um i want to do i want to do something about it that people and i can understand that like if you've got a broken arm you want to plaster it up, right? Like yeah. you can't, comp- you can't like comprehend being in pain and not being able to fix the situation because yeah. there literally is no fix for it whatsoever. Exactly. It is like a, it's like a wound that like yeah. stops bleeding and then you and then you hurt it and it opens up again and it just bleeds everywhere again. Yeah, that's so true. I can't like you whack it on the side of the table or you, you know. Yeah. Without, without you expecting you, like, shit, it's open again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that has been that has been me for the past few weeks. And just also whenever I'm, like, because you pointed out to me, and this is also the importance of having, like, friends that, it's, it's important, the importance of having friends that notice when you say certain stuff, but also, like, or that notice what's going on in your life. Um, but also the importance of being open with your friends like because you were like yeah because you, you were like Sam you also always get like this when you've got a big decision to make it's like yeah you're right I do and whenever there's a big decision to make I'm just like ridiculously emotional like mm. uncontrollably um 
for a whole host of reasons for like the stress then I like struggle to sleep and then I'm like oh but my dad would be able to make it better and then it's like a whole thing and even if I'm not even thinking about my dad like consciously it's like something that um just always will it's one of those things like you know how they say that like when somebody dies you instantly make them a hero and it's like would that person really be able to make it better or is it just you just want that conversation with them you just feel like their presence because you're not here you feel like that's the thing that's missing that's going to make this whole situation better again I mean I definitely know that my dad would make it better that one yeah like he knew how to he was the only person that would help me make a decision on things. Yeah. And even if it yeah. wasn't, he would just know the right things to say to help me make my yeah. own decision. You know? Yeah. It's like, I still can't, I'm still not at that stage of my mom. Like I rang her the other day. I was saying to people at work, because one of them was like, one of them was complaining that their mom wanted to speak to them for so long. And I was like, lol. I rang my mom the other day and she literally answered and was like, right, you've got eight minutes. Be quick. <laughs> God, Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that is my decision support. I feel like, you know, you're, like, bringing it back to, like, the friendships thing. Obviously, yeah. you were in a difficult situation there because you only had, like, a small selection of friends to reach out to in Australia for support on that day. Yeah. And, like, you couldn't kind of like pick and choose the ones that you knew would be the best for you in that circumstance, could you? Yeah, I feel like, no. like obviously people that listen to this, like if you can, if you are in that situation where you're feeling like shit and you need to hang out with people or it is your parents' birthday or their anniversary or something big and you want to hang out with them, I think pick and choose those people that you're going to surround yourself with quite carefully. Yeah, I mean look bless them like I would have absolutely thought they'd be the right people but like because they didn't do anything wrong they just didn't they just never been in that situation before but then the next day I was in work and my friend Sophie um she does she's a Pilates instructor she's amazing she teaches Pilates at our office like once a month and um she was there the next day and I'd mentioned to her that it was dad's birthday like a couple of weeks before. And as, you know, people that are in the DPC do, they remember. And she was like, mm. how was your birthday? Like, how are you feeling? And it, the conversation that I had with her was just totally different to any conversation I'd had with anyone else about the fact that it was my dad's mm. birthday. And I'd forgotten how valuable it is to have someone in real life that, like just gets like literally the conversation was just I walked away from that conversation and I was like that was incredible because I said to her like mm-hmm. about the sobbing thing and whatever and she was just actually just knew the right question to ask and mm-hmm. like yeah it was the whole that whole conversation I was just like shit yeah like no I, t- I totally get that it is that thing and it's like when you were telling her that you were sobbing she wasn't like oh, I feel so bad for you. And that making you feel bad about bringing it up. Instead, she was like, totally get that. Like, <laughs> feels. But yeah, same babe. <laughs> yeah, literally, 100%. So yeah, I think it, it is just a case of, you know, you kind of have to accept the fact that not everybody is going to be able to kind of deal with those situations because everybody's yeah, different. Right. Yeah. And it's not because they're a bad person. In fact, it's can actually be the opposite, and because they are so emotionally involved with you, because they love you so much, mm. that they just get really upset at the idea of you being upset. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk to them when you're feeling that crap. It just means that you should know what to expect when you're going to do that. I think. Yeah, that's a really good point. Approach people with different expectations. Like I can approach you with the expectation of a real conversation. It's going to be like, yeah, I know how you feel. I can approach. Yeah people at work with a conversation that's going to be like oh I'm so sorry like I feel so bad that's so shit and then I can approach some of my other friends with a right cat we feel like crap let's go out and do something yeah like true like do something fun like let's have like a little cuddle and sit in and watch a film together so you have like the, the company the sympathy and the real the realism that's like fucking hell yeah feel yeah that's shit have a cry yeah I love that <laughs> 
Yeah. That's really true, those categories. That is literally, the, that is a great way to summarise the different reactions that you get when you say oh, yeah. to someone like, either your parents died or that it's like an anniversary or whatever. 100%, yeah. So, so tell me more about um, this relationship, babe. And because this is what we ask everyone, right? When we're like, when they tell us that the relationship, like, how did you tell them that your parent had died? Oh, oh, he knew, right? He knew. Yeah. You knew him from school. Basically, well, because we went to school together. Yeah. So I never actively told him. He said, so basically, I've I bumped into him twice in the last eight years. And I don't remember this conversation. It's actually really quite funny. Apparently, so I bumped into him in a Tesco's. And I remember bumping into him in a Tesco's, but I don't know what we talked about. Apparently, he said something like, so what have you been up to? And I said, oh, well, my mum's dead. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> what have you been up to? My mum's dead. <laughs> so it summarises the whole thing. Like, so really that amazing. I think that would have been about two years ago, maybe a little bit longer. <clears throat> but I can't remember that conversation because for me, I obviously must have just been a, been a bit like, yeah, well, she's dead. So, you know, I've been, I probably said like my mum's dead, so I've taken a year out of uni or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I was like, wow, I can't remember saying that to you. But <laughs> I don't know what his reaction was. I bet he was a bit like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's why you only saw him twice in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> And he avoided me for a few years after that. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, he'd be more than happy for me to, like, bring it up with him and stuff. It's just that, like, you know, I I have people that I can talk to about it on, like, a deep level. Like, you know, I've got you. I've got, kind of, like, my aunties and my cousins. I've got Sam Jones. You know, there, there are people around me that, understand how I feel and that I can talk to about it and then you know if I am ever feeling upset I would feel more than comfortable bringing it up to him um I hope he doesn't mind me telling this story but I, I did kind of we were out having dinner and I was saying to him I said like I'm absolutely terrified of ha- getting married and having babies he was like why and I said because my mum's not going to be there and I'm fucking petrified and he nearly started crying and I'm, I feel awful for it now, but I was like, I was like, you're making me feel guilty now for saying that to you because you've just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know, but I'm just really upset. But that's an example of when somebody has so much emotion towards you and they care about you so much, you saying that to them, because it is, to me, it's normal for me to say that. But if somebody else has never heard that before, that's a really distressing thing to hear. I'm terrified of having kids and getting married because my mum's not there. Like, it is a sad thing to hear, right? So, yeah, I'd, afterwards I felt a bit like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been so brutal. But he was like, no, yeah, I know. Um, he is. He's, he, is, he couldn't do more for me. And he gets on with all my family and stuff, and that's more than I could ever ask for, to be honest. So, yeah. He's a little dream bear. So, what is his thoughts on, like, the podcast and stuff? He loves it. He's listened to loads of them. Has he? Yeah. I suppose that, but does he then have, like, I mean, obviously, I suppose it depends which ones he listens to, but, like, I actually think this is an amazing uh, little um, resource that we're building for ourselves because we don't have to talk about our feelings anymore. We can just be like, listen to episode <laughs> 10 <laughs> and you'll know why I feel like this. <laughs> I feel at the moment, well, listen, listen to last week's episode and you'll get like, a rundown of my life. Yeah. so it is it's so true um yeah he does he he really likes them and he said that um he was listening to one of them at work and he walked away from his desk and one of them started playing out loud and his colleagues were like what's he listening to here <laughs> they're like chris what the fuck Oh my god. And then he's like has to explain it to his girlfriend. Literally. And he's actually sat listening to his girlfriend at his desk. <laughs> he's not gonna be able to win. 
Bless his heart. But yeah, it, that's just an example. Like he is really proactive about it, and you know, he he would never want me to brush it under the carpet. So, True. which, which nice. is important. Yeah. Yeah, super important. Um, so one of the other topics I think we should talk about because it got brought up was the staying positive so long after the death of your loved one. Yeah. I mean, any tips? Because I, <laughs> I really like, like I said to you, like on dad's birthday, I was like, it's been four and a half years. And I am so sad. And it, this was the first time that I've been like, oh, each year it's just going to get longer. Mm. It's going to get longer and longer. That he's not a bit like, because I'd previous, before this year, I'd been of the mindset like, it gets easier, it gets easier. Because those first few years, like, the it, it does get a little bit easier. Like, you think about them a little bit less every mm. day. And like, not in a bad way, but just you can turn it off and on, yeah. I suppose, better than you can. But I was sat there and I was like, fuck, like, it's been four years now, like, and it's only going to get longer. Uh-huh. Like, it's only, like, this is one thing that does, that to me, I was like, I just can't even, I can't even explain it, but I was like, it's just going to keep getting worse, yeah. like, it's going to be keep more years since I met my dad. I feel like it's a different kind of grief, like, right? Like, when somebody dies, it's the grief of them not being in your life and the shock. But then as it gets, as time goes on, it's like, I feel like it's like a longing for them. Like, your heart literally, like, hurts. Like, you literally, you long, you long yeah. for their presence. And the longer it is, it's like, oh, my God, like, Oh, I just like you wonder what it would it be like to have them in, in your life. So like I I'm the same. The years that go by, I'm like, oh my god, like how has it been that long? And then then I'm like, what about when it's been ten years? What about when it's been yeah. as long as I was alive? So what I'm terrified for when I get to the point where it's like I've been al- alive for longer than my mum was alive, or like yeah, oh, horrible. So like, so I have to stay positive. <laughs> Yeah, so like I'll tell you through what I was thinking at that point as well, because there's an argument that says I wouldn't have done half the things that I've done in the past four years mm. if my dad was still here. Mm. And some things I think are true, others I'm not sure. Like I think a lot of the things that I've done, I might have still done mm. if my dad was around. Um, because I'm not like a, you know, I haven't. I got most of my traits from him anyway. Um, But there's definitely a lot of things. And a lot of the way that I think, especially this year, has changed um, because of the fact that he's dead. So, like, the positive for me was, like, but, like, look at all this. And I did this, like, um, I was going through Facebook memories and I was like, but think, like, look at all the stuff that you've been able to do like since then Mm. and it's that thing like I always remember back to being sat in um upstairs in Dalton Rooms toilets in Lancaster literally being like saying to my friend I don't know how I could ever live without him I was like I physically cannot survive without him and I'm like like I can't just look at me go Hashtag Thriving. Survive to thrive. Survive to thrive. Thrive to survive. <laughs> you have. It's true though, right? It's it's amazing what you can still accomplish even when you think that you can't anymore. Yeah. So what about you? What like what mate what what positives are you finding in like the longer it gets? I feel like the things that make me the most positive are definitely that, like, think about all the things that I've achieved over the last, like, three and a half years. And um, new life in the family makes me really positive. Like, I love it so much, like, my cousins having kids and stuff. Like, being around those kids 
brings me like happiness and like positivity and stuff that like it is a life cycle isn't it at the end of the day um what else makes me positive I feel like one massive thing for me is as much as I'm absolutely terrified of getting married and having babies I am so excited to love something as much as my mum loved me yeah that's like give that like affection and that guidance and that like absolute look I'm excited to feel it I'm excited to feel what she felt for me yeah and kind of like give that to another human being oh that's gorgeous um the other thing and this is one thing that has remained one of my go-to like because you have to tell yourself stuff all the time right and this has been one of my go-to things to tell myself is like yeah it's sad because he's not here anymore but I I was really lucky and really fortunate to get 20 years with him like so many people do not get that anywhere near that and there's obviously so many different um different ways that that can pan out whether it's people who never even met their dad whether people's parents died when they were a lot younger whether they whether you know their dad like left the family or whatever I was I am so lucky that my dad was a really fantastic and like that's why for example on his birthday I really like just I just sit there and refresh his Facebook feed like his Facebook page because we still have his Facebook page up there um and people the amount of people I'm sorry but he's dead and he gets more birthday wishes than me I'm like (laughs) what the fuck but it's really nice to like scroll through that and be like oh yeah like you really had an impact on so many people's lives how lucky am I that I have your blood 100% I think one more thing that is massive that kind of makes me positive is every single person around us right is going to lose a parent everyone yeah and we are now in such an amazing position to be able to give support to so many people like obviously we can obviously do through the podcast but each individual person out there is going to be able to be a shoulder for somebody to cry on or give them some sort of helpful information or just be somebody that's going to give somebody else some comfort during like a really bad time. Like every single person that listens to this is going to have that knowledge and that experience to actually actively help somebody and like you're doing something good. Yeah, I love that. Which I think is pretty positive. What an amazing way to frame it, Catherine. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone listening you're just you're paving the way for the future PPCers 100% yeah yeah the knowledge to be able to support someone else um is really yeah it's invaluable yeah and I suppose that's also why it always makes me really sad that it takes it often takes a close family death for people to do stuff for charity Mm. but it's like I'm still glad that people do do that when someone dies you know and it's like you can have and that's what people say often um like gives them you know reason to live or gives them something to actually work towards after they've lost that person whoever that person is is that they now have the opportunity to help others yeah. um which is amazing it's amazing because everybody needs help so whatever you whatever you missed if you went through that and you're on your you're on your own you can now fill that for to somebody else. Yeah. Which I think is mega. I think that's a perfect... Ending. Perfect way to tease off yeah. this little <laughs> duo part. Um, and just briefly, we have briefly discussed this, but it is our year anniversary for the DPC podcast soon. So we will... I, yeah, I don't know if we've even mentioned that, you know. Well, we've been going for nearly a year. Nearly a year, so... We do want to do something, so stay tuned. Make sure you keep in touch with our like, Instagram account and stuff because we're definitely you know, talking about figuring something out because Sam is back in the UK soon. So if any of you are listening and you would be 
you get involved in doing something with us, then please reach out um, because more than anything, actually, we want to meet some of these epic people that we've spoken to on this podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, thank you so much. We will be back soon with another guest um, and, yeah, with some news on our DPC anniversary. So, yeah, keep in touch. Absolutely dream. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We are on Instagram. It's at DPC podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website more information about dealing with grief losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast we're not providing healthcare we're just chatting shit <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.